kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. We're going to start the fucking show. I'm going to give you a quick little introduction. I'm not going to go too hard on the introduction because I really want you to tell the world what the fuck you're about, dog. And here we fucking go. Testicles one, two. Testicles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Paranoid Radio Podcast. This is your humble host, Trebles Garcia. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best show with the best content for the best listeners. I want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be here today. And I want to thank every single one of you for allowing me to enter your space. Thank you for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an amazing episode. As a matter of fact, I have some fucking great topics for you guys today. And I don't have an agenda. I don't have a blueprint. I have a very special guest that's here for the very first fucking time. Shout outs to Chef from Sunday Night Secret Society's podcast. Now, also known as a new edition of K4V3 podcast. Shout out to all my boys out there. And shout outs for connecting us. Now, do not forget that Paranoid Radio podcast is also on ParanoidRadio.com. You can stream for free the most recent five episodes, and you could watch the most recent video episode absolutely free while in construction. Do not forget to drop five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts that allows other people to enjoy the show as much as I enjoy making it. Now, allow me to jump in from the deep end of the pool and set the fucking mood. Please give a warm welcome to Paranoid Radio's very first paranormal investigator, Animal Reiki Healer, overall seeker of truth and knowledge, and podcast host himself, the exceptional Sean from the Big Grimbowski podcast show. Welcome, brother. How's it going, dog? <laughs> hey, man, what's going on, dude? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for fucking spending the time and donating your fucking talent and your knowledge. Now, before anything, I want you to tell the world where they can find you and how the fuck did you get into the podcast world? What motivated you? Introduce yourself, bro. Okay, so you can find me at the Big Grimbowski Podcast. There's a link tree that will link you to all the different, you know, all the different stuff that I got going on. You can find me on Spotify, uh, you know, Amazon use or Amazon Podcasts, uh, Audible, uh, yeah. iHeartRadio, all the different places. It's on there. Uh, Spreaker's the host, so all the places that they got, you know, it, it's on there. Uh, Spotify is usually like the best one. That's the one I was just because I like Spotify. I, it is what, what it is. Word. You know what? I do recommend you jump on dropping the RSS feed on Apple Podcasts. Make a fucking uh, an account and drop the RSS feed there because there is a lot of people that are listening. Most of the majority, and I'm just talking about my common sense, right? Like what I have to give. If I have to tell you anything, Apple Podcasts owns up to 65% of my fucking audience, bro. And I don't know how. And the reviews there are the ones that most of the people watch and see and reflect off, like listen, notes and all that stuff. So if you got to do something, do it now on Apple Podcasts. Take advantage of every single fucking platform, dog. You got to, dog. Every single thing. You got to use it. It's a tool. <laughs> see, I that's the only one I haven't been able to uh, do for because um, for whatever reason, I can't get it hooked up right. And I can't figure, I, I don't know. I just can't figure it out. So I might have to, you know, pick your brain on how I, I, sure. I can have it with, we'll, we'll, with the RSS feed. We could do that on post uh, production of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check them out. Sean, am I pronouncing your word right? Your, your name right? Sean, right? Yep. It's Sean from the 
big Grimbowski podcast on uh, every single platform except from Apple Podcast. And in case you want to find them, you can also find them on app on paranoidradio.com under the link tree, under the link of uh, special guests and links. Ladies and gentlemen, the link to his show will also be on the description of this show. Now, today, you're not only here to impact us with a personal story of yours, but you have the great fucking honor of being my very first paranormal investigator, dude. When did you start this fucking this this path of uh, of paranormal investigating? Tell us a little bit about that, and then and then proceed with telling us your biggest fucking paranormal story. You know, this is okay. Also, sorry to interrupt you again, and I'm just gonna say this: like we revolve around a lot of fucking bullshit, a lot of fucking conspiracy topics. I go off the dome when it comes to fucking maga shit. But I also love and I'm intriguing to personal stories. I myself, and the listeners know this, I've said it a couple of fucking hundred times. I myself saw a fucking elf when I was 22 years old at my mom's house. And I wasn't high and I wasn't drunk and I wasn't using cocaine and cocaine accessories. I was fucking sober and I seen a fucking elf. And this is fucking <laughs> true. Now, I believe every single thing when people tell me that they had fucking paranormal experiences, that they had paranormally, that have they have been paranormally activated, that they got fucked by a fucking ghost, all that good shit. So uh, go ahead and share with me, dude. I'll just start your path, bro. Dude, okay. So like, like if, if I really the very first time I had any type of paranormal encounter when I, I was, I was a real little kid. I want to say maybe like five, five years old, maybe. I remember going on a walk with my mom and my grandma and we, uh, it started getting kind of late in the evening. So it's like, we need to get back home. So the quickest way was to cut through the graveyard instead of going around the entire cemetery. Oh, here we, go. Here we fucking go. So, All right. Leading off with the graveyard already. <laughs> right. You know, so, we're we're walking and I remember I'm kind of looking over at this tombstone and I see something that catches my eye. So I start to see, you know, I'm focusing, trying to see what's going on. And it's like it's an arm or something that's kind of sticking out, but it's like it's holding something and almost like very long, very almost like a stick. And it's just like sitting there just kind of waving it back and forth. And then I, I then I wouldn't see it. And then I, I would look back again, and then there it would be again. And it kept doing it. It kept doing it. Kept doing it. Okay. 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 Dude, weirdest thing. So like, it freaked me out. I tried to say something to my, you know, mom and my grandma. They're just like, you know, oh, you're fine. You're seeing things. Brush it off. Whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. So we go on. And I know that if I sit there, I, I probably think about it. And it, I, this is how it's been since I've started podcasting. I started kind of like telling like these different like little and. Inc- counters that I had mm-hmm. they kind of start I start remembering other things you know and I'm wait hold up what about this situation that happened when I was this age you know what about this time when I was this age and then all of a sudden these little things start I'm recalling them so another thing was uh when I was 16 uh-huh. I had my bedroom up in the attic of the house okay um i just wanted i was an only child i wanted to have a a bigger space and uh i just wanted to be away from everybody else so the attic was you know it because yeah, it was the it was like yeah, it was met, any teenage boy trying to bust the we all know what was <laughs> like every fucking teenage right, boy exactly. so, <laughs> yeah dude so um I had upstairs a stereo that my dad had gotten from a buddy over. um, Okay. So like over there, he was able to pick up this stereo system that 
over here in the States at that time frame would have been about $3,000. This guy picked it up for 800 over there in the markets and then had it shipped back via, you know, just postal. And the shipping was, you know, nothing. It was no big deal. So the, my dad was just like, yeah, dude, I want that. Send it over to me. How much do you want me to send you? And so that's what they did. And okay. so he, he had this thing. And I mean, it had uh, these two big speakers filled with different like tweeters. And mm-hmm. one of them had a 20 inch subwoofer on it. Mm-hmm. And then the other one had, I think maybe a 21, maybe 22 inch subwoofer on it. Oh shit. So, okay. I mean, dude, these things pound. I We're mean, talking about absolutely. a DJ set, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those like old school uh, stereos that had like the different switch knobs that went up and down, really clicky uh-huh. sound to them. Yeah. Um, like the turning, uh, the turn knob for like the radio, uh-huh. uh, and it had like the push button. So like if you wanted to switch between like auxiliary and FM, like there was like a little push button, and, like okay. they would pop the you know the one that was already pushed in, and then on yeah, top of uh-huh. it, it had the uh, the uh, record shit. player. Yeah. <laughs> no, even, even further. Oh, that, oh shit. That. like dude like okay. i said man it was like during vietnam oh, so like when was oh. vietnam? yeah oh, yeah shit. dude when, when was vietnam so like what was that like the 70s or something 60s yeah yeah late 60s yeah so oh, okay so like exactly so this thing had lasted like this long for me to now be a nature mm-hmm. and like he didn't use it or anything but i was smart enough that i figured out be able to wire that to my walkman uh cd player mm-hmm. you know just like the, the anti-skip walkmans mm-hmm. yeah i was able to figure <laughs> out how to yeah. how to connect that thing so dude i was jamming out lincoln park and stuff yeah. corn okay. all these bands on this stuff and i'm just like getting the nims uh one what was that one really big uh album that came out that had a uh, the real slim shady on yeah. that album uh, i think it was that yeah. one that came out and stuff so i was like you know when no one was home like i was secretly banging that thing as loud as possible right. and stuff so one and i see uh somebody standing at the foot of my bed at this time i'm thinking that it was my dad and he what, was thinking you're that having you cut you cut out in certain areas when you're that? saying so you're cutting out in certain little moments you said that you were banging the shit out of that loud when nobody was home, and then you cut out completely. What 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 is it that you followed up with? Okay, so one night I end up uh, waking up. It was probably like three o'clock in the morning, and there was a uh, person standing at the foot of my bed, mm-hmm. um, looking down at the stereo. So I at first thought it was my dad. Kind of very similar build. He would usually wear white t-shirts. This mm. man was wearing a white mm. t-shirt. Uh, the man had a beard. My dad had a beard. Mm. You know, I just, so it's all these different things. And I just thought it was him. And I was like, what are you doing? And I didn't get a, I didn't get a response. The man turns, looks at me, and then starts to reach a hand towards me oh shit oh fuck. okay <laughs> so like i said i'm i'm hmm. I'm not like freaked out or anything because i'm thinking that it's my dad uh-huh. and then once uh i start seeing that i was like would you knock it off through my arm i don't hit anything obviously i don't hit anything so like i'm kind of like 
freaking out at this point because I'm just like, hold up a second. Okay, so at that moment, you fucking sweet, you hit it goes through it in that split second. That fucking heat rushes through your head, and you're like, holy fuck. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. just like, oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, and yeah. I hop up really quick and I look, and there is no one there, absolutely no. <sighs> so I'm just like, what? Oh. Uh, I I I do. I grabbed the blanket. I threw the blanket over the head. Uh, I went back to sleep. Yeah. I was like, nope, not tonight, not tonight. You can uh, we we can we can address this. Get the fuck the out! You night. still slept I in the same bed? bed. <laughs> I could do that shit, dude. <laughs> so the next morning, right? Uh. I come downstairs. I'm telling my parents. I was like, hey, this is what happened, and my mom's freaking out. She's thinking, oh, we've had a great in somebody was trying to steal the stereo and all this stuff and my dad's just like hold on a second let's think about this for a second you mean to tell me that somebody broke in from the side door went all the way through the kitchen went all the way through the living room then went up a very creaky flight of stairs across the whole entire attic to the stereo and then in a matter of five to 10 seconds, they were able to run across the room, back down the stairs, and then, you know, out out the house. Oh, plus make it past the dog. And she's like, well, hold on. Yeah, I, you're, you're right. You're right. That makes, that that wouldn't make any sense. And he's like, okay, uh-huh. so. Which then only makes you look like either you're fucking lying or you're fucking high. <laughs> right. I mean, shit. How do you hey, explain that? Let's ex- explain. What what did you explain? Explain. What did you see? Tell me what you saw. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay. So I'll I start explaining to him you know, what I was seeing, what the man looked like, this and that. And I can just see it like he's got his elbow on the table and he's just like, you know, hand over his mouth. He just said, and I can I can just see like his eyes are just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he was like. You never, you never met Jr. Did you? And I was like, your your old roommate that died. And I was like, no, uh-uh. I you know I never I've never seen pictures of him. I don't know what he looks like. Nothing. And he's just like, man, you described him to a T. And the thing was, he won. He absolutely loved that stereo so much to the point that uh, he told my dad that if I, he didn't ever want it. He would take care of it. He would keep it, you know, that sort of deal. And then the other thing was if he ever had a son, that he would always be there for him. Holy fuck. So he had emotionally attached to him to stay in that fucking realm. It, it kind of looked, it kind of worked out like a dibbit box, right? Where it holds the fucking essence of the person that was attached to it, right? Kind of? It, almost? It wasn't Maleficent, though. I think, you know, is was he there because of me, mm-hmm. you know, or was he, was he there because of this, this stereo? And the thing was like, that was the only, that was the only, like that, the full body apparition that I had had there, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, it, I, I can't, ex- I can't explain it. And I can still, re- I can still recall seeing it in my head, like that memory is one of those memories that it, it will not fade. It will not go away. I know that it is feeling. I know that feeling. Yes. As now as it was then. 
Yeah, I know that fucking feeling. I also know the fucking feeling where you tell your friends and they look at you like, dog, you're a fucking cokehead, bro. Look at you, dude. You're not, you're a fucking liar. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking swear, dude. Like, I, you know, I know that feeling too. And I also know the feeling where people look at you and they tell you like, yeah, you saw it. And I know you did because I've seen them too. So it's like, you know, you you meet all types of people when you're talking about this type of shit. And then some people put you down, some people, only you and only your conscious, only your your only your vibrational frequency, only only you could really fucking like retell that story and visualize that shit. But I have a question for you, bro. Now, moving forward, a couple fucking years up in the road. What was one of the biggest and strongest interactions you had while you were investigating the paranormal? Because I, you know, I know you told me you took Chef from Sunday Night Secret Societies on one of your trips, but I want to know, and I know you did the Bigfoot stuff too. But right before we do the Bigfoot, what was one of your strongest operations or strongest, uh, you know, experiences that you had while you had this, um, you know, adventure? Dude, it's easy, easy, hands down. I have never had anything like this happen at any place, dude. I've lived in haunted places. I have, you know, uh, I've, I've just, been, I've been, yeah, I've, dude, and it's crazy because I sit there and think about it, like, you know, my parents' house, my parents' current house, for years, we had crazy paranormal shit happen there all the freaking time, all the time, but never anything like this one in particular, but I was at a location where something had moved on its own with a very violent force. Okay. I mean, I'm talking with some strength. Mm-hmm. So it was when I was with a paranormal investigation group uh, out of my hometown of Wabash, right. Indiana. Um, the group was called uh, GIG, G-H-I-G, Ghost Hunters Investigation Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully uh, I'm supposed to have from uh, from the group come on to the podcast sometime so we can kind of sit down and talk about some different stories and stuff. Yeah. So I, re- I look forward to doing that. And- in the view um but we were at this house we were investigating it there was uh claims that this child didn't want to sleep in their bedroom Mm. they were um very very uneased and they were also smelling something that was uh very decaying uh very putrid uh dirt you know yeah the usual stuff rotting Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yeah nothing good dude nothing good so uh we went there and during the daytime and we were like record uh you know we were recording we had our k2 meters checking you know the emf levels this and that Uh, uh and you know this room was a very clean kids room um there was nothing in there that we can think of like why this kid wouldn't want to be in his room like this kid had an awesome freaking bedroom like hands down like any Mm -hmm. kid would have absolutely love being in there but he didn't want to so okay so what the heck so we got weird emf spikes um that seemed to kind of jump all across the room and eventually we just kind of like did the following game followed it completely out down the hall to the master bedroom and it went around one of those big vanity mirrors like the old school ones that would like tilt uh-huh uh-huh yeah, and yeah. once it once it got over to there it just kind of like phased out disappeared we couldn't track it anymore we couldn't figure out you know where, where the anomaly so the at this point we're just like right so like we're like okay, okay well we'll uh it's time to go back downstairs we'll gather around kind of just figure out what's going on 
and the whole group is sitting in a dining room at, at the bottom of the staircase, just off of that through the uh, the um, the archway. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaning, I'm leaning up against the archway. So just like directly behind me and to the right was is where the stair set is. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and then all okay. of a sudden we hear, we hear a bang. I mean, I'm talking like a bang, like somebody slammed a door so fucking hard. Like they were pissed. Like you would have thought like somebody, you know, you would have thought they were coming in like, it's John Cena, you know, like some WWE, someone just like smashed through a door. Mm-hmm. And I, I dude, it, it was so loud that I jumped. Like I was just kind of like, oh shit. Like I was like, I ducked and everybody kind of turns and looks at me because I'm the closest person to where the sound comes from. And they're like, what door was that? And so I kind of got to lean back and I, I yo yo and I yo. I'm getting fucking chills, dog. I'm getting fucking chills, dog. Wait, hold the fuck up. Time out. So this guess, episode is guess what to door you it by... was? Which one? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This episode is brought to you by Doug Grimbowski Podcast. Make sure you check them out. <laughs> Not podcast platforms. Whole going back to the staircase. Let me rewind. I gotta cut. I gotta cut the tens. Whatever. Holy shit! You know it's very rare when this shit happens to me. I was just visualizing the shit out of this. I'm talking about brown walls, creaky floors, wooden hoard, old school house, two stories, maybe three. There's a dark attic. It looks very Victorian. I'm over here looking at. There's trees outside. Windy fucking shit. It looks like far every single part of every single day of the. It, they, I mean, I'm talking about the whole fucking nine yards movie thriller shit, bro. Woo. Okay. The shit slams hard like somebody just broke through a fucking wall. It's so hardcore. It shakes. It shakes you up. Everybody's sitting. You're leaning against the, against the fucking arc. Right behind you, to the right, there's a staircase. The main staircase, if, if that. And then something smacks. Boom. All right. Follow through. What happened? What door was it? It was that kid's bedroom door. Get the fuck out, dog. What's the kid saying? Completely say, though? What shut. Say? What did the kid say though? Like what what was he experiencing in that room? Well, the kid was only three years old, so it's like we couldn't really like we couldn't oh, talk to him. Oh my god. Yeah. And the kids veil. Now, God forbid, God bless our children, God bless every single person that's out here listening to this shit. Kids, you know, there's there's a saying in Spanish where you like to say el niño y el borracho siempre dice la verdad. You know what that means is Every, a drunk person and every child always will speak with the truth. And I I could say this, I, and I could, I could fucking testify to this. When a kid tells you there's something going on or they're playing with someone, it's not just their imagination. Do not fucking throw it under the rug. It's not, this is something that's really happening. And believe it or not, we're also creation. We are, we are creators and we are manifestators, manifestationists, whatever you want to call it. And we also can create anything out of fucking thin air into matter. And we put it to our fucking psyche and we put our fucking vibrational frequencies and we put our energetic power into it. We can make things come into reality and manifest that shit. And then it will come true. It's like it materializes right in front of you. I'm not talking about think about a fucking hundred million dollar check and it's going to come down. No, I'm not thinking about some stupid shit. I mean, it has to do a lot with intent, a lot with the intent 
intent with the, for these kids is these kids just want to fucking play and they want to imagine themselves of a fucking like a boy with a shark head to play with them forever and then it starts manifesting because the intent was you know create a fucking imaginary friend but what happens a lot of the times is these are outlets kind of like AI these are outlets for evil entities to take possession of and then they manifest themselves and they start fucking being maleficent and it starts taking over not only the kids imagination but on it starts materializing in the fucking walls in the, in the you know into fucking paranormal activity this is fucking wild continue the story dude i'm so sorry bro <laughs> dude you're, you're fine you're absolutely fine but um i mean yeah that was that was pretty much it we had a couple people like in the group that were like mediums and stuff like that we came yeah. down to um the conclusion that at some point in time there was a man that lived in this household and or or no he didn't live in the household he had a family member that lived in this household and he had died elsewhere but he was trying to come back to wherever the family had previously lived which was this location and that mm -hmm. family no longer lived there so when he came there and realized that this that you know this family no longer was there and this other family was uh. the only the only person in the home that would be susceptible to you know his types of uh, attacks was you know obviously a, a child yeah. So, you know, the child's getting affected because of the parents, they're, you know, they weren't really like freaked out by it. They're like, okay, this is weird. This is definitely going on. You know, we believe in this stuff, but we're not, we're not afraid. Like you're not going to, you know, do anything to be able to harm us. Hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, they, especially that age, you know, again, they're more susceptible to, to those things. They see those things, yeah. you know, uh, my, my oldest daughter for years, like she would sit there and report seeing, uh, figures walking around outside of my parents' house at night. Oh God, get out. You know, and like all, like, uh, she would even like draw them, you know, like would sit there at the kitchen table with, uh, with my dad and sit there and draw them like she has no idea that i even know this information because she never told me but she yeah. you know she told her papa and then he's the one that tells me so like now i'm just like okay yeah i i i i get to find out from him telling me he's like you know don't ever let don't tell her that you know that you know this and stuff but i think there's something going on and then he starts telling me and starts showing me these pictures and stuff and it's just like oh. it, it's wild dude it's wild Wait, okay, have okay, let me ask you a question. Do you know now now I'm I'm a channel to like fast forward? Oh god, I'm trying to connect dots here. Have your has your anybody that you know of of your previous three, two, one generations, three generations back that has been paranormally activated a victim or has made other people victims by doing like dirty shit? Like I'm playing, I'm talking about doing the Ouija board or playing some fucking dark magic shit. I don't think so. Not that I, not that I know of. Not that I recall. I mean, you know, one side of the family was, you know, they're very Catholic, um, you know, very church-going people. Like they, you know, you wouldn't seen that from anyone on that side of that family that I yeah. know of or anything. Um, the other side really wasn't very religious. Um, you know, but like if it was Christmas or Easter, they'd go on that on that Sunday, that kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't think that anybody yourself? would have. Have you played with the no. board? Have you experimented with any type of like stuff? Holy <laughs> I mean, shit, dog! I Ouija board, but I've never used it. What do you mean? 
I mean, I have a Ouija board, and uh, it actually, it's in the trunk of my car currently. Um, it's one. It was one of those Hasbro uh, Ouija oh, yeah. boards and stuff. I, I got it for yeah. like fifteen bucks off of Amazon or something years ago. But I've always just kind of used it as it's like it's cool, creepy decor to kind of put around. But like, yeah. I never will keep that and the plane shit next to each other like they they always have to be be separated just because even if they are just kind of like close i still don't want that to be close enough to activate anything you know what i'm saying yeah but like yeah. you know I, I uh for for a while was you know and i kind of do believe in a lot of you know pagan different things I, you know a lot of people would say witchcraft kind of stuff you know i've done spell jars and, and different things and stuff and what is that a spell jar explain that to that me okay so a spell jar say there was something that you were kind of wanting um let's take uh <clears throat> okay let's just say uh money we'll just go with that one that one's you know kind of one that a lot of people like to, to a universal one yeah and, yes and i can say that also from my own experience doing one for that that specific purpose it did work and i did have uh very good results after doing it which is kind of crazy mm. again initially intent intent is is everything if you go into something with negative intent with selfish intent with these things that you know you're 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 not trying to do anything positive with it then you're probably not going to have that positive outcome but if like you have a really good intent uh, for whatever you're trying to do you know say like you know it it is for money but it's because like you want to have that money to you know support your family you want to do something for 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 them not because like you're trying to get a new flat screen tv mm. you know it's like yeah. it's not because like you're trying to get stacks in the bank bro you yeah. know it it is it's not like that shit so like doing one of those for something good and you know you would start to you get your jar in um different spells i mean you can go online a lot of people have different stuff but basically you're going to just be adding different uh different things there's going to be some type of uh you know phrase uh that you're going to have to recite you know three times or or so like in sometimes under like a full menu um for for added kind of like energetic effects and stuff like that but like you know i said i i have done one before and you know the result was you know a, a pretty big influx of, of money started coming in just like out of nowhere was not expecting it was not planning on any of it whatsoever but then all of a sudden it was just like boom a few thousand here boom what, a few thousand the side there, effects? boom a thousand there were there any side effects uh, I, like no honestly not not that i could um i could think of so like this one in particular this spell chart uh, involved having uh, a silver coin like moon water and uh i can't remember what else but like you had to leave the coin in the water and like you couldn't remove the water you had to let the water evaporate on its own and uh -huh. once the water had evaporated on then remove the uh the coin out of it but, but you wouldn't be able to use the coin again to redo the process all over again basically like once like that water had evaporated that it was kind of like nullified okay okay so then you close that gap and then you fucking manifested some shit wow you know i i've 
this is um a very there's a very thin line that I will never cross because it's first because fear obviously fear of like losing a someone losing a loved one and or having something enter my house and then you know provoke damnation up, upon two generations after I'm dead within my bloodline right. and 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 the other one is respect bro I know there's a lot of things um that are in the supernatural realm that need to be first of all respected because if you start fucking with it disrespecting it and not really having that intent for positivity you'll get yourself into a heap of trouble and then you're just fucking stuck in this tornado fuckery dude i uh, uh i'll be honest with you i i would love to share on another episode i would love to share what happened to me with that fucking uh that elf i have never seen him again Never seen this motherfucker again. And I know the elves are cryptids and in their multidimensional fucking beings. And a lot of people say, oh, they don't exist and shit. Just like fucking Bigfoot. Right before we close, I want you to close that with that story. The Bigfoot story. Because it's fucking huge for me. How, what happened? What the fuck? Did you see a Bigfoot? I have this thing thinking. Bigfoots are multidimensional ultra-dimensional, multi-dimensional beings that could just walk, walk, walk. And yeah. whenever they want to disappear, there's slits, like little fucking, like shades of little, like, like a fucking curtain shade, right? Shade curtain, whatever it's called. And they just flip it. They flip the switch with using their mentality, their psyche, and they'll fucking just slit through the little fucking dimension and they'll disappear and they'll leave the tracks right there where they disappeared and we won't be able ever ever to fucking see us well they could he what while he can see us kind of like through a fucking those those one-way mirrors where people could see through you but he could see us but we can't see them and he completely disappeared to another fucking dimension and i feel like that's what they live that's how they are they're fucking multi-dimensional fucking aliens but what what happened what did you fucking see what did you witness okay so again i was young uh i yeah. want to say like i was again 16 so the the same the same time frame the same year that i had this full body apparition in my freaking oh, room come on dog <laughs> i have this happen as well and the thing was we were at a haunted location like so the town that i currently live in is is only like five minutes from where i had this encounter yeah. Um, it's, it's really, really close to me currently. And, mm -hmm. but for everybody else, like it was, uh, La Fountain is just like, oh, 11 miles, maybe not even that. I think it's like maybe six miles down, down, uh, down the road from Wabash where we live. But out here was where the battle of 1812 took place. So, right. um, the old battlegrounds and stuff is pretty much like the, all through this, through this area, there's a whole lot of haunted you know history and, and things out here so like one of the things that you did as a kid like you went out to these places to try to find ghost stuff and that's what we were doing and we went out there and like it was me and like a bunch of people and i had a little 97 chevy s10 pickup truck a regular size cab i oh, had yeah. like six or seven people deep in yeah. in the bed of it and um you know my girlfriend's uh brother uh he was in there um you know when we were like i said like we were kids we were teenagers and it was just me and him in the in the front and we're just kind of driving down and it's nighttime and i'm i'm kind of looking down we're doing like engine idle so like not even five miles an hour bro like we're just like we're just creeping cruising everybody's in the back yeah. they got like big flashlights that they're shining around side to side and everything i hear kind you. of looking yeah looking around and nobody is kind of like facing like 
looking person that's looking forward. Everybody else is off looking to the sides into the woods. So all of a sudden I see this, I see this, this thing, this humanoid, you know, two feet, uh, step out from the side and take like one step into the middle of the road, turns, looks at me, (laughs) steps back and takes one step again, back off the road and into the woods. And at this point I'm getting every living fuck out. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck was that? I'm screaming. I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that? And I'm rolling the windows up because, like, it's, you know, it's crank windows on yeah. my truck and everything. Yeah. So, and I didn't have AC. It's summertime. Dude, when you're rolling the and, windows up, put your boys right in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Locking the doors. You know, my buddies is like, bro, what's going on, man? What's going on? I'm just like, dude, did you not see that? And he was like, no. And I was like, dude, something just walked out of the woods, man. And he was like, dude, what? What? No way. And I was like, yeah, dude, I have no idea what that was. So the thing was, like I said, yes, it was bipedal, but there was no way that this was just somebody that was out there. Yeah, people like go out there and they fish and, and stuff all the time, but this was no regular ass. Dude, if this was a regular ass person, this person needed to be in the NBA because they were so freaking tall. Yeah. I'm talking like yeah. it, it, it looked at least seven to eight feet high in, in height yeah. in a solid color of brown. And that was the, the other thing. There was no. How many there people was were no with you? Like I said, so my buddy's in the cab with me, so that's one, and then either six or seven in the bed of the truck. So I would say between six to eight people, plus myself. You know, there's um, there's um, there's a book called Secret Societies by I forgot her name. It's a female author, last name Silva. Look it up. You'll find it if you look it up. Just Secret Societies by Silva. Just put that on on the search board, and you'll find it. In one of the chapters, one of the very first books I I, I read about uh, about secret societies and like you know fucking conspiracy theories, and she's talking about how she was in the middle of the woods again in areas where battles happened, very historical value people where there's a lot of energetic, uh, um, a lot of energies fucking you know hidden and and palpitations of like magnetic frequencies and shit. And she was a medium as well. She's a medium author, you know, doctor, PhD, whatever. And she takes a bunch of other mediums to the wild to the woods. And it's very foggy. So there's mist in the air. There's very that, that light mist that just fucking floats in the air. It's not going anywhere. It's just there. So it's just very subtle place, very quiet. And it's in the middle of the night. It's the witching hour. And then they all start manifesting using their energetic field with the amplification of the wet ground, the wet ground, and the wetness of the fucking fog, feet touching the earth, and their fucking the hearts are pumping at the same time, and their fucking minds are at the same time, and their intention is at the same place in the same area, and they were able to manifest a fucking bigfoot right in front of them, and then it vanished right in front of them. So you have a group of people in your fucking truck all looking for one thing, trying to find something at the same time during the middle of the fucking night. You guys manifested that Bigfoot and you were the one to witness it. Now, this is huge, bro. It's just, it just proves the same thing over. What the fuck? Chip out, dog. I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about it like that. And I'll honor we can have, that makes so much, that makes so much sense. Um, I mean, it, it really truly does because yeah, like if, if you're, you're all kind of, focus all towards that one thing and then yeah like uh, uh, something's gonna manifest but dude like there was not there was no there was no clothing there was nothing that made me think that this uh, uh, uh you know uh, just a human being mm. you know and it was just like there was like no there was no just 
facial features because I'm like, dude, if you and anyone has ever been like out like on a football field and stuff, and it's like I wasn't even a hundred yards. I would say that I was anywhere between uh seventy to sixty yards. Okay, you, at, even at that far, you can still make out facial features. You yeah. know, yeah, you know, you could have a line of people standing there, and you would know who is who standing in front of you. You know, at, at at that that far, so like there was nothing. It was just everything was just brown. But the other thing that was kind of weird was it wasn't like the typical sightings where it seems like Bigfoot is very kind of like muscular and bulky. And uh-huh. this was slender and the the you know kind of like very lanky looking. And <laughs> I, and I thought that that, that was kind of weird. So it was. I didn't think that that's what I had saw. I didn't think that I had saw Bigfoot. I just know that I had saw something that walked out of these woods and it was super freaking weird. Okay, so fast forward again. Here we are. I'm in gig. Uh, we had a thing that we would do as the group where we'd sell these tickets um, for an event that we called Dining with Ghosts. So you could buy tickets, you would come, you'd get a catered meal, and then you'd get to go on a paranormal investigation with the group, Big stuff. which was super cool. Uh-huh. And then while you were eating your catered food, we would usually have guest speakers come in and talk about something. One of them being a local historian by the name of Ron Woodward, who oh. um, I'm trying to also get onto the show over some of like the lore and history uh-huh. of like this area and where we because there's so many crazy things like just like paranormal stuff like yeah. around here that just like we could talk all day send me send me his name when you like, can I'll, I'll reach out to him too and see if we could get him on the show that'd be awesome yeah i i um, how to get in touch with him actually like i have his phone number and, and oh, stuff like that i just okay. i'm trying to uh, i just haven't had the time to set it up but dude i can definitely pass that along to you word thank you but um so he is at this and he is doing this um this presentation talking about like the the different folklore of wabash county and all this kind of stuff and then he starts talking about well did you know that um there's also been bigfoot sightings in these areas and i was just like at this point i've never heard this you know been talked about before so wait what and so i'm really listening now and then like he starts talking since like as far back as like the 60s there has been newspaper articles there has been you know reports you know police uh, reports and stuff made of people throughout wabash county between the mississippi reservoir and the uh salamone reservoir having bigfoot sightings people are saying that they are seeing bigfoot and they are seeing this very tall bipedal creature that is all brown and everything and it wasn't until this point where i was like oh my god mm-hmm. i saw bigfoot that's what i saw i yeah. am sm- i am literally smack dab in between both of those reservoirs plus i'm in an area that has unknown amount of you know just residual energy from uh-huh. the mass amount of people who have died on the in the these fields you know back in 1812 and stuff like dude this is like a it's a, a paranormal hot spot dude it's just like a freaking bed up an a dude wow dog you have to tell the listeners where they can fucking find you so they could get more of these fucking stories bro i'm look dog I'm, to be honest with you, i didn't think it was gonna go this good 
<laughs> I didn't know what to expect, bro. I got chills. I was all sucked into it. Like, I know, because I could relate to this shit, bro. It's fucking, fucking wicked. I love it. Yo, make sure you Hell let yeah. the people know where they can fucking find you, bro. Closing out. The Big Grim Basketball Podcast. You can find me where all the uh, places are. There's a link tree. Brother Man yeah. said that you can find that in the bio. Hit that up. And hey, you know, I, I'm somebody that I like to talk to people. I like to meet new people. So, you know, I, I'm all ears. You know, come you know, talk to me, interact with me, um, yeah. give me suggestions for different stuff that you want to hear on the show yourself, you know, yeah. whatever, hit me up, the Big yeah. Grimbowski. The, the the Big Grimbowski, I was been fucking chopping that shit up the entire time. The Big Grimbowski podcast, make sure you check them out, and you can also find them on Paranoid Radio Podcast on ParanoidRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning back in. I want to leave with this, let's check this out. I have a friend that has a tattoo shop in Virginia. All right, bro. Somebody died there. There was a couple murders in that fucking place before he bought the fucking tattoo shop. Now it's his. It's on it. Right. Check this out. He has to bring donuts on a daily basis, put them in the attic, which is now the lunchroom, break room slash people where people eat. The rest of his fucking tattoo artists. He has to put donuts on there at 6 a.m. exactly. And this is because he told me a storyline of how all this shit happens. Post era, when now it's happening, he brings donuts and puts it on the table. And he tells, yo, you can help yourself. And he walks out of the fucking place. And if he doesn't bring the donuts and he doesn't tell the ghost to help himself, shit starts going off. The machine starts not working. People don't come through the door. People start getting chills. People start fucking feeling like they're getting scratches and shit. Like, it's fucking wicked. Dude, <laughs> <shit>. what? <laughs> Hashtag, dog. No, I, I, I got to talk to this boy, too. I'll put you guys together see if I can get connected. You guys could connect and share some stories on your shit. It's amazing stuff, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Do not forget to drop a five. Yeah. Do not forget to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it allows other people to enjoy the show as much as I enjoy making it. Make sure you check us out on Paranoid Radio Podcast and the big Grimbowski podcast on all podcast platforms. Peace out. Paranoid Radio.